Creek. My name is Emmy, and this week, if you're familiar with any of the photo stuff that I do or post about, um, you are definitely familiar with the band Royal Honey out of Pittsburgh. Um, they were one of the few bands I actually got to shoot last year um, in 2020 through the whole pandemic nonsense and all that shit. Um, I have Eric Roger from that. He's been um, working on a really cool project in Pittsburgh to kind of benefit the whole, like, save the stages concept. So how are you doing tonight, Eric? I'm great. How are you? I've been doing good, doing good. I'm hoping 2021 is a little bit nicer to everybody in the music industry. That's true. It's got to open up. I, I mean, it, it's it's just been hellacious. Uh, we, you know, we're still still rolling. Still, I mean, it hasn't totally sacked us, but... It's, uh, yeah, it's been pretty daunting. Yeah, yeah. I know that you guys have seemed to be, um, obviously, like, in the Pittsburgh scene, you guys have been one of the bands that I've seen been able to play out a lot, which I thought was not a lot, but a lot, considering we're in a pandemic, um, which I thought was really cool. You guys always seem very passionate about getting out there and playing and kind of making that happen. Yeah, we tried to make the best of of, of a bad situation. Um we were totally shut down from March till about July, um, you know, and, and we, we redirected our efforts elsewhere. We um, made sure our website and our, um, and our press kit were, were both up to stuff. We, um, we worked on at least one video. We got one video out for uh, a new song. Well, let me back up. We, we recorded a new song for a vinyl compilation that was coming out um and it it was 10 pittsburgh bands that all had done something um new during the covid uh shutdown and they called it um seclusion songs um it was a vinyl compilation which was cool because i had never been on vinyl before so that was our so we we went in real quick and recorded a a quick two and a half minute um fast energetic song and got that out on that vinyl and then i i turned around and um, put a video together for it um so we've been working on like i said that and and we've got six more songs that we're mixing for our next uh release which admittedly we you know, we're, we're kind of stalling on it. There's no real rush to get it out because I want to be able to play a release show when we do release it. So we haven't really been rushing that out at all. Um, but we've got that in the tank. But but then we did start actually playing. We played, uh, you know, when, when things kind of opened up here a little bit, um, we were able to start playing um, pretty much every six or seven weeks um, at one club in, in the north north uh, part of Pittsburgh, um, and again, it's it's weird because there's distancing measures and everybody has to wear a mask, and they can only have uh, it's a big club, so they could have 25% of their capacity. Which, when they hold 650, they could still get 100 or 125 people in there, which was great. Except 125 people spread out throughout a club that holds you know 700 people looks empty. Um, so that was a little bit of an adjustment for us. We were happy to be playing it. Um, we played it a couple of times um, with the same band, our friends in the Borstal Boys, um, doing kind of a, a one-two punch, uh, like I said. And they just kept having us back because it was working. Um, they were making some money. We were making some money. People were coming out. They were tipping well. Um, and that was weird, too, because, you know, Nashville and Memphis and, and um, 
uh, in Austin, they these places have the a concept of the tip jar for music, and Pittsburgh never did. I'll be honest with you. Um, I've never really seen the tip jar process work here, uh, or even or even be attempted. And so COVID kind of brought you know like the 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 club was like well, we're not gonna we're not gonna guarantee anything because we're starving too. Like we're we haven't been open, and we're like well we understand that we want to play. Like let's let's make this tip thing work, and it did. People supported it extremely well. I was very surprised. Um, so we did well. The club did well, and so we just kept doing it month after month, uh, like maybe three or four times over six or seven months, uh, and it was really working. And then we did um, one or two outdoor outdoor gigs as well. So we have been able to play. I want to say seven times maybe in in you know since the shutdown and i want to say and, and we had a couple we had a bunch of shows between january and march before the shutdown happened so we probably played a total of a dozen times over 2020 which is more than a lot of bands did so we're you know we're bumming but we're thankful we're we're, we're extremely humbled and and you know we're very appreciative of the people that came out um because even that's not a sure thing. Like, you know, we know that, that people are apprehensive about coming out. They certainly don't want to get sick and they certainly don't want to give it to um, family members and stuff like that. So we're, we're aware of all that and we do it. We try to do it according to all the rules and we do it um, uh, safely. Um, but we are happy to do it and we're happy to have people out if they want to come out. Right, right. That's awesome. And you kind of mentioned a little bit about um, you brought up Nashville and Memphis and kind of how the scene is down there. And it's kind of ironic you brought that up because one of the only other shows that I um, shot this year, other than um, with you, with you guys and another Pittsburgh band um, with Steel Panther in Nashville. And while I was down there, I was walking around Broadway a little bit, kind of seeing what the scene was kind of like in like the bars and stuff. And it, it definitely I had never been in Nashville before. So my only interactions with Nashville obviously were that like two day span. I was down in Tennessee. And it was cool to, even in like with the restrictions and the mask and the distancing and stuff, it was cool to still see, like you said, like a tip jar kind of situation, people still supporting live music and wanting that to happen. And I feel like that should be, I guess, more of a thing up here more than just in like Tennessee and kind of places down south. I feel like that would be cool for a city like Pittsburgh or um, Philadelphia, stuff like that to kind of pick up on that and try to embrace that a little bit more and kind of give your local musicians a little bit more money than what they would normally get from a club, you know? Sure. I mean, it, you know, the different, the different ways of doing things um, that, you know, there's, there's a reason that we, that, that Pittsburgh doesn't really have that or follow that. It's um, in Nashville and Austin and, and Memphis. Um, the one thing you'll notice about those cities is that they're all further South. So that, you know, that process or that, that way of doing things kind of works a little bit better when you've got some warmer weather and when you've got kind of like um, Pittsburgh's Carson Street um, or uh, 6th Street in Austin. Like it's a, it's a, it's a maybe a six or eight or 10 block um, section with bars up and down both sides where they basically block it off and it's your party street. Um, and you've got music up and down both sides of the street. Um, t 
tip jars work well in that environment, I think, um, from what I've seen, because you've got tons of music up and down that street. You've got a, a band, a different band in basically every bar. And people like to wander in and out of different bars and listen to a little bit of this band, a little bit of that band, a little bit of that band. And and they'll and these guys are tipping. The the patrons do tip up and down that street. They'll tip more if they like it more. Um and 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 that seems to work. Um you know, in Pittsburgh we're we're a little more spread out. Even our streets, you know, our music scene is spread out over a couple of different neighborhoods for for starters. Um Right, and then even like on our south side, where it's it is that party street, um, the music is still spread out over more like, I want to say it's more like twelve or fourteen or sixteen blocks, and it's not every door, so people aren't going to walk that far, and um, you know it just you know people will bar hop, but there there isn't music in all the clubs, so it just doesn't lend itself to like the whole, like, you know, checking this band, checking this band. Um, you'd have to walk pretty much the length of, of the South side to, to catch, you know, um, six or eight different bands. Uh, so, and then, you know, Pittsburgh also, you know, very, very blue collar working class, uh, environment here. Um, or demographic here of, of people, they love music. Um, but you know, I've seen, I've seen them, you know, I want to say that the cover charge at the door seems to work better for this group of people than, than the, um, than the tip jar. I'm not saying that not everybody would pay five bucks to the tip jar, but, um, I, I would just have to see it, you know, that, the cover charge here has has seemed to 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 be more prominent than than the tip jar and the and the cover charge has basically worked and uh, honestly it hasn't gone up in a while so we'll probably see covid uh make some changes there because you know if there's fewer clubs to play at if there's people who haven't been out in a year they're going to be jonesing for music so you'll probably see you know clubs and bands trying to recoup some of that loss um and maybe charging 10 bucks at the door instead of five bucks or uh or charging a five dollar cover and putting a tip jar out to see if anybody will will double dip the way you were talking about maybe um, maybe lending to a little more revenue for the bands so you guys have been doing this really cool um, campaign um, for it's mostly for the Pittsburgh area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it kind of benefits everybody, obviously, um, with the whole pandemic shutdown and stuff. Um, you guys have been doing this campaign called SOS 2020. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. It's a um, so it started out as a as a song idea. Um, I guess uh, actually even before that, I I I happen to have a just this glimpse of, of a calendar or something in, um, in the mirror. And I noticed that if you look at 2020 in a mirror, if it's the right font, um, it looks like, like zero SOS. So I just, and, and the way I had it positioned, all I saw was SOS. And I was like, Hey, can I swear on this? I forget. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Swear. We we started swearing on All this right, podcast. <laughs> so I was like, you know, literally, I was like, holy shit! There's SOS in 2020, and what a shit year this has been. I'm like, um, so 
so yeah, I mean, I saw that and then like literally that day or the next day I started having this, um, this cheesy chorus running through my head and I couldn't get it out of my head. So I thought I basically was trying to write this song, but I wasn't trying. It was, it was just coming to me and it was writing itself. And I kept having, and I thought it was stupid and, um, and just more, more, more lyrics started coming to me. And then that same week, uh, a club here in Pittsburgh called the Rex closed. Um, it was this um, mid range theater size um, club closed we you know and my singer worked there in security and um and it wasn't the first club to close it was it was at least the third that we had known of and it was just like it just kind of you know was starting to really hit home and it was and and we just were like this sucks like you know just are there is there going to be anywhere to play even if we get through this crap um you know, is there going to be anywhere left left for the bands to play if the bands, you know, and we had heard about bands breaking up, not, you know, they were just calling it quits. Um, and so we were like, you know, just distraught and went to practice that night. And um, and then the next day I was mixing some Royal Honey songs with, um, with our engineer, uh, Bob McCutcheon, over at the studio we record at called The Vault. And... I ran this idea past both the band and and the vault and said, you know what, instead of using it didn't sound like a Royal Honey song, this idea that I had. So I was like, instead of using this as a as a Royal Honey song and maybe rewriting it to sound more like our stuff, I'm like, why don't we do something different with it? How about if we you know, because it was sounding real ACDC-ish, um, you know, something like the Stones meets ACDC meets like Kicks from Baltimore. It was uh you know, pretty straightforward, right up my alley, but not quite what Royal Honey was playing. And um, and I asked Bob at the vault, and I said, uh, you know, this has kind of a chanty gang vocal chorus to it. I said, what if, what if I brought Rocky in to produce it and play bass, and I'll play drums and guitar, and we'll lay down some basic tracks, and then what if we, re- like, invite a bunch of our friends bands in to come sing the gang vocals and we'll make it like a, you know, like a, we are stars. I don't know if you remember that the metal the, or we are the world, uh, you know, like something where the yeah. whole community comes together to show our clubs and our promoters and our sound engineers and everybody who was suffering and out of work because because the industry was the first to close and it'll be the last to reopen, you know, just show these guys that we're, that the bands are with them. And honestly, I was like 50, 50. I thought, all right, he's either going to love this or he's going to hate it. And if he hates it, it's cool. Like, that's fine. I wasn't convinced it was a great idea at all. Um, I figured we would just go do something else, but he loved the idea. Bob said, yes, I think. And then I could tell that he started having ideas because Bob's got a lot of um, a lot of experience with benefits and philanthropy and and saving. I mean, he he was on the the board of the Pittsburgh Sim uh, Pittsburgh Symphony and had just saved their program through COVID. So, um, you know, he had a lot of experience with this, and he happened to own a recording studio, both of which I needed to do any of this. Um, and then I called Rocky from uh, Rocky Lamondi from the uh, the Borstal Boys, uh, who's a great bass player. He's a great producer, 
Um, and I thought the two of us would just lay down on the tracks. And he said, no, 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 let's get a bunch of people in. So fast forward about three weeks from the time that, you know, I was humming, a, humming this chorus to myself in the shower to um, having basic tracks recorded with um, a bunch of people. Um, you know, we had the Granati brothers um, on um, – Hermie Granati played organ and Dave Granati played, um, played guitar. And I mean, you know, these, these guys have been around the Pittsburgh music scene forever. They, they, they opened for Van Halen back in, I think 79 or 1980, something like that. And, um, you know, everybody that we asked said yes. And so when it was all said and done, we had like 60 people, 60 musicians, 27 bands, and 60 over 60 musicians on this thing. And then we had about 10 people on the back end helping with promotions and merch and um, everything else. So huge project. We shotgunned it. Our goal was to try to have the song out by Christmas and we missed that. We had it done by Christmas and uploaded, you know, to CD baby or wherever to get it out, but they need a two week lead time. So that put our, our release date back to January 8th. So last Friday, January 8th, um, this song went live, uh, was available for purchase. Uh, a, a full length video came out for it. Um, basically, you know, it's a, it's, it's studio shots of all 60 plus people that helped out with this and sang and played on it. Um, that video is available. And, you know, then we put like the fundraising part together. So it's a, you know, it's a big project. It's all available. If anybody wants to see the story or how it came together, the video, how to, how to help, how to get the song, how to buy the song, how to donate to, um, to the benefactors, um, which I'll get into in a second. The website where you can get all this information is um, SOS2020PGH.org. So it's uh, SOS2020PGH for Pittsburgh.org. And then all the benefit of this goes to the Emergency Relief Fund, which is the fund that NEVA, uh, the National Independent Venue Association, set up back in March uh, as soon as the shutdown hit, Neva started, and um, and they were heavily involved, heavily um, vested in trying to get the stimulus package passed with the Save Our Stages bill that was in it. Um, and I think there was like $15 billion earmarked for that program. And that happened. That actually got passed back in December, and that was awesome. Um, but we're still, you know, we're still promoting um, – donations to the emergency relief fund uh, because every dollar helps. And quite honestly, that $15 billion isn't going to go real, real far. Uh, it's great. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was, it was, it was absolutely necessary. Um, a, a lot of these clubs hopefully will, will be able to at least stick around and might be able to weather this whole storm because of that money and some of the other donations that are being uh, funneled through Neva to this emergency relief fund. So that's, that's our goal is to save the stages that haven't already closed. And quite honestly, the, the, the stages that have closed, um, they might be able to benefit en enough from this. We would love to see um, one or two or, or more of these clubs um, that have already closed you know, come back and say, you know what, we're, we're reopening because of these efforts. That would be, that would be friggin' awesome. Yeah, no, it would be great to see some clubs reopen and stuff. I know there's been some clubs that have 
um, shut down, but they've said that they're going to try to come back once everything um, calms down, obviously. And I'm going to link um, all the stuff that you listed also in the description of this, if anybody um, can or wants to donate. Uh, that would that would be awesome. And I, I think it's a great cause that you're doing over there. And I really like the video for this project, too. I thought it was cool how you guys kind of brought everybody together because we definitely like right now with everything going on and like the entire freaking world, to be honest with you, seeing everybody kind of come together for like one cause was such a really cool thing. Yeah, to I see. appreciate that. It was really cool to <laughs> to have it happen. Um we, we brought together a mix of, of genres. Um, you know, we, we didn't get real outlandish because, you know, the song, like I said, it's, it's right up to Tom Petty, ACDC. Um, you know, we're not reinvent, reinventing the, the, the rock and roll wheel here at all, but, um, we right. did, we did invite, you know, rock bands. We invited, um, some heavy metal bands. We invited, um, a bunch of, a uh, couple bands from the punk scene here. Um, you know, and again, I don't, I don't know what your audience is exactly, but, um, you know, we had we had two of the members of Rusted Root who were, you know, a platinum selling band in, in the 90s. They um, uh, they they were from Pittsburgh, uh, still still are uh, a couple of them. And Liz Berlin, who is in Rusted Root, um, she's actually on both sides of this issue. She performed and she is a performer. And then she also is a co-owner with her husband of a of a really cool club here in Pittsburgh called Mr. Small's Theater. Um, and and there's actually it's actually two venues. There's a, a bigger theater, and then there's a, a smaller uh, smaller but cooler, more intimate club that they call the the Fun House. Um, and they're on that side of it too. They're on the side of the venue owners who you know, are basically trying to figure out how to pay their people and, and help keep the lights on. Um, so that was awesome to have, you know, bands as, as far, you know, and as big as, as rusted root. Um, and like I said, and then having Liz on both sides of the fence there. And then, um, and then we had a contribution from Keith Nelson of the band Buck Cherry. He, um, Keith grew up in Beaver County up here in, uh, just North of Pittsburgh, and he was a founding member of Buck Cherry um, with Josh Todd. And, um, um, you know, he, he wrote, wrote or co-wrote um, all their, all their hits. Um, and then, uh, and then just left before the last album. I think he kind of retired from, from the, the touring side of things. I think he's still involved with Buck Cherry from a, um, from a songwriting and, uh, and definitely a producer standpoint. Um, but that was that was awesome. I mean, this dude didn't have to take the time to submit a guitar part, right. um, but he did. And he's all over that video. He's the one at the end holding up the sign that says, I love you, Pittsburgh. Um, you know, that was awesome to, to have these guys. And, um, and then from the metal side of things, we had Jim Dofka is a, is a world renowned um, metal guitarist um, with his band called Dofka. Uh, Tim Amar, who, you know, he was in a, you're way too young for this, but he was in a um, one of the biggest bands in Pittsburgh um, in the late '80s and early '90s called Triple X, and he went on to be in um, a couple of world-renowned um, metal bands. Uh, one was called um, Control Denied um, with Chuck Schuldner from uh, a band called Death. I mean, just um, and mm -hmm. then he was in a band after that called Pharaoh. And I mean, this is just all like all 
bare bones heavy metal. Like, you know, if, if, if you're anybody in the heavy metal world, you know, the bands Tim Amar has been in and this dude, you know, is back in Pittsburgh now. And we said, Hey, is there, do you have any, like, I didn't even know if he would have any interest in, in helping Pittsburgh clubs. Cause I wasn't sure when the last time he had played a Pittsburgh club was, you know what I mean? Some of these guys, like right. why does Keith Nelson really shouldn't care about whether they're helping Pittsburgh clubs, but then they're like, well, you're not just helping Pittsburgh clubs. We're, you know, we're helping all clubs and that is an infrastructure thing. You know, we help, we help the clubs, the clubs help the promoters, the promoters help the bands. And, and this is a fundamental reckoning basically it's like we are just fundamentally trying to get the infrastructure um we're trying to stop the bleeding right now and then we will we will try to start rebuilding and that's what we're doing here and it was great to see these guys all come together right i think it's an awesome thing to see people like that um and i find that a lot in the rock and metal communities with uh, the variety of bands that i've worked with or for um, they all seem to be very grounded and kind of remember where they came from. So hearing more of that kind of definitely inspires me um, that like everybody is to see the community aspect of the music industry, because like whether you're a club band, you're an arena band, whatever, you should give a shit about like the little fucking clubs struggling because you have you played there at one point you know what i mean that's where music starts or in those little clubs that's where i started shooting shows were in little bars and stuff like that so it, it's definitely a it, it's a cool thing to see bands that were people that were in bands like buck cherry and stuff like that are in like these big metal bands kind of still remember where they came from and what it was awesome, awesome. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised i mean this idea started so little and so it was questionable. I didn't know if this was, I really thought it was a crapshoot, you know, and, and I thought there was about a, a 4% chance of this happening and it friggin' happened. And I was like, holy shit, all these people are playing on my song and we are actually doing some good. Like this is real stuff. Like it was, it was really cool to see. And, um, and I like talking about it, you know, it's, it's, um, I feel good about it, and uh, and I know that everybody that participated in this project feels good about it. No, you definitely should feel good about it because that's an awesome thing that you're doing, not just for the Pittsburgh community and like the surrounding area, but like in general for all the clubs that are struggling right now. Like you said, hopefully once we get out of this and ever and the clubs start reopening, we can we can get back to some semblance of normalcy and start regrowing our scene. And as a stopgap until we can get that, get back to absolute normal. Um, we did decide to uh, Rocky Lamondi, who I mentioned uh, produced this song. Um, he, he started running with the idea of, well, let's do some live streams. Um, so there's a, there's a new club um, again, up North of uh, just North of the city limits of Pittsburgh um it's called the next door cafe and it's and it they had just opened and debuted like they were so excited to debut their their new club right when covid right before covid hit and i don't know how many shows they actually were even able to do there but it's a professional setup um it's it's tied to a a long-standing music store that has been a staple uh in the pittsburgh area forever they were called pianos and stuff 
And, uh, and if, you know, if you know anything about the Pittsburgh music scene, then you definitely know pianos and stuff. They've changed their name since. I think they're just called in stuff music now. Um, but they opened up a club and they were excited to, you know, to, to start this new side of their venture and then COVID hits. Um, so anyway, long story short, we, um, we are using them, uh, and bringing in a professional, um, uh, audio video, um, production company to live stream four shows. Uh, we're going to do um, four Thursdays in a row starting on January 28th um, through February 18th, I think. So it'll be four, four Thursdays in a row. We're going to do live streams. Um, three bands each night. So 12, 12 bands total that did uh that were that were all participants on the sos 2020 recording so um you know take those 27 bands and and um you know half of them aren't even playing right now they they weren't they weren't necessarily doing anything some some bands aren't even getting together at all because they're still quarantining from each other so we understand that and um but uh yeah we are we are gonna do um some live streams here just to kind of get the ball rolling on you know and it helps both us the band and it helps this this one struggling club and um uh, uh gets them some some recognition and and it and it gets it gets some entertainment out to the fans who've been sitting around you know waiting for it so uh, right everyone's just kind of sitting at home like waiting to see some live music and kind of yeah, experience that all of those details like so the the cool thing about the live stream is that you know your audience if if half of it or more or, or um uh, or you know, I guess most of it probably isn't familiar with the Pittsburgh music scene. Um, they can check these bands out. My band Royal Honey is uh, kind of anchoring the first week on January 28th. Um, so that's in about a uh, week and a half, two weeks from now. And, um, you know, we're playing, we're playing with two other great Pittsburgh bands too. One's called the cheats and they're, they're a staple punk band. Um, you know, they've got a, a national or, or maybe even a, a slightly world uh, following as well, so they're they're one of the coolest bands um, that I know, and then a uh, a newer punk band called Middle Finger, and um, and they're awesome as well. So that's the first three bands up, and we're going to be playing on the twenty eighth of January. That's awesome. And if there's a um, if you have a link for me, I'll put that in the description of this too. If people want to go check that out um, for all the information, and I know that I'm going to have you back on in about probably about a month um, to talk about some new Royal Honey music. So maybe I'll save some of my Royal Honey questions for when I bring you back on. That to talk sounds about good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are, things are kind of falling into place for us. I mean, with the momentum uh, that we've got from our involvement with the SOS project and, and these interviews and stuff like that. And then we do have a new single slated for a release on um, Friday um, February 26th. Um, so that's, you know, so we've got that, we've got that live stream that we'll do on the, on January 28th. Um, we've got a physical show, uh, at Jurgles, which is a club North of Pittsburgh on Friday, February 12th. And then two weeks after that, we'll have our single release for a song called cut and run. That'll be the first of the, of the new batch that's, uh, that's released. And, and we've got a publicist and you know a promo company um, pushing all this, so um, so things will be knocked down um, 
basically like every other week we got something going on and that's cool and uh and you and i will talk i think you we said the 26th the day of the release right yes yes i am bringing you back on um that'll probably be a video stream um we're gonna do on the 26th to kind of celebrate the new single and talk some royal that sounds honey great nonsense. that sounds perfect and and we really like video because we're exceptionally good looking <laughs> at least my photos make you no guys look shit. you have video. made us look larger than life i mean i uh i have i have touted your work to to many many other bands i just uh, i hope you're charging them because you know I know you're not charging us very much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that, man. You, you've always been one of my, um, I guess, biggest, like, hype man, kind of hyping me up to um, my work and stuff like that. I definitely greatly appreciate you guys and all the um, oh, love that you all Oh, and definitely reverse, too. I mean, you know, we kind of met you by accident at a show, and, and that was awesome because um, the, the pictures from that first night, when we didn't even know you were taking photos of us, those came out awesome, and and we've been using you ever since. So, um, uh, so yeah, if you yeah. want a pencil in the 12th, we'll be back up at Jurgles. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll see what I got Sounds on my calendar. Good, I should be good, really though. Appreciate um, but yeah, Eric, thank you so much for right, coming on. I really day. appreciate it. Thanks. You too, man.